iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Check, check, check. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Apple Store. Today we have director, uh, filmmaker Mark Weber, and uh, he's going to be uh, moderated by Brian Whitefield of Nerve.com. But first, I wanted to let you guys know that the movie is starring Rosario Dawson. It was the uh, uh, audience award winner of the South by Southwest Film Festival. And but before I continue, I want to point out that uh, this is being recorded for a podcast on iTunes for your downloadable pleasure. And by being here, you are agreeing to the terms that you see right there. And I also want to remind you all that there is no photography or recording allowed of any kind. All right. And first, we're going to take a look at the trailer and then everybody else will come up on stage. So enjoy. Thank you so much. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm happy to be here with my friend Mark Weber, the writer and director of Explicit Ills. Yeah, thanks for being here, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, so we're going to have a little conversation, and then we're going to show some clips and then take some questions from the audience. Um, so Mark, obviously you've been in a lot of movies as an actor, but how hard is it to write, direct, produce, get your own film up here on screen? It's really hard. Um, and, and uh, you know, incredibly challenging and, and a whole lot of fun, too. You know, it's um, the, the, the process of, you know, writing the script and, and getting it financed and, and kind of put together was about, you know, six months, which is actually really fast. But what I like to say is it was really like, you know, 12 years in the making in terms of um, being an actor in the industry and getting, you know, the opportunity to work with, you know, really incredible other directors and producers and, and actors. And it's how I met Rosario is, you know, doing a film with her. And it's how I met Paul Dano doing a film with him and how I, you know, met Jim Jarmusch. So it was really great in the uh, kind of producing of this project that I could call these people personally and get their script, you know, my script in their hands. and. Um, really helped accelerate uh, that part of the process. So you mentioned uh, Jim Jarmusch, who you work with on Broken Flowers, um, and he's also the executive producer of the movie. How, how much of an influence was he on the film? He was, uh, you know, the godfather of the project. He, uh, he really protected me and, and my, uh, my voice as a filmmaker. Um, you know, he was one of the first people I gave the script to, and, and uh, and when he read it and called me back the next day and agreed to, to do this, it was a, you know, a huge validation for me and gave me a really big boost and a lot of confidence going into the, you know, the actual shooting process. And um, he was there in spirit every day and always a phone call away to talk about, you know, the bad stuff and the good stuff. And um, you know, if it was ever an issue about someone wanting final cut, he would take it and give it right back to me. So I had a really good, uh, you know, really good situation. Yeah, that's, that's really valuable mm -hmm. to have someone like that on your side when you're making your first film, especially, I think. Um, I know you've worked with a lot of interesting directors. Um, who do you feel like that you worked with that you learned the most from in terms of directing your own film? Um, you know, I've really learned from everybody, you know, I, I, uh, 
if I had to single some people out, you know, obviously Jim would be at the top of the list, and um, Todd Salons was, you know, an amazing person to work with. Um, Woody Allen and Thomas Vinterberg and Lars von Trier, you know, those those, you know, are really incredible filmmakers who, you know, I just absorbed so much from, um, and uh, you know, really, you know, helped me, you know, having that kind of point of reference going into um, making my film. One thing that really stands out with the film is the, the visual language is really strong. The camera work Thanks. won an award at South by Southwest. And I know you worked with uh, Patrice Lusant Cochet, who you worked with on the, uh, Steve Barris' film, The Good Life. And I was just curious, you know, how important was it for you to have someone that you felt comfortable with in such a key role, did that kind of take some pressure off you as a first-time director? Yeah, it took a whole lot of pressure off, you know. Um, he's an amazing cinematographer, and for me, you know, I always had, you know, acting, uh, you know, understanding, you, you know, how to speak to actors and, you know, that knowledge of what it means to kind of break down a scene and just the experience of an actor on a film, and, and that was always my fallback. and. Um, so it was, it was really helpful to have, you know, this other working relationship with my DP because, you know, I had a lot of young kids in my film who, who really required a lot of extra time and it was really, you know, good to know that, you know, I've had this person that I've worked with before and we did an extensive shot listing and, um, you know, we had some really ambitious setups but I knew he could accomplish those because we had you know, kind of already been through it before. So it was really beneficial in terms of freeing up time and he's just a really, you know, incredibly talented guy. I know one thing that you and I have talked about before is just how disappointing it can be when you make a film like The Good Life, which is a, a very high quality film and for whatever reason, it just doesn't find its way into theaters and talk about maybe the flip side when you get your project all the way out there and it opens at the Angelica in New York City. Yeah, it's really, um, I've gotten kind of, I mean, with The Good Life, that was a, it, that hurt a lot, you know, and, and um, but throughout the years, I mean, I've been really um, kind of, you know, hardened to that experience in a way. And, and that's why, you know, film festivals are really important for, you know, the life of you know, independent film. Um, and I was totally prepared to have my movie just, you know, the theatrical experience just to be to play at South by Southwest and and that would be it, you know. And um, I'm incredibly uh, just honored and humbled and happy that, you know, we were able to secure distribution for my film and to play at the Angelica, which is an amazing venue that I've seen so many you know, incredible films throughout the years that have made such an impact on me and, and you know, um, me as an actor, it's, uh, it's a huge accomplishment, you know, and last night the, the premiere went incredibly well and to have all my friends and family there and, and a lot of strangers was, <laughs> was really, uh, it was a really proud moment for me and, and everyone involved with the film. Cool, cool. Um... So the other thing I was going to ask you is, uh, at what point did you make the decision to have an actor essentially play the Mark Webber part in the film? I mean, I know this is a very personal 
<laughs> semi-autobiographical film. Yeah. And so at some point, you had to decide to take yourself out of the equation mm -hmm. and, and I, cast someone. So what was that like? Yeah, you know, I kind of played around with the idea at one point of actually being in the film. And, and, uh, but that, that quickly went away when I started to realize just how much you know, was going to be required of me. And it would have been a really foolish decision to try and act in this film as well. I mean, we had um, a huge cast and, and um, tons of locations. And, and, you know, I had to remind myself that, you know, I've experienced what it's like to, you know, make a film as an actor a lot of times. And I, I really just wanted to maintain a certain perspective because, as you said, it was a very personal, you know, it's a very personal story to me. And... Um, and I wanted to experience what it would be like just to direct a film and ultimately it was a really great call because you know I, I was able to do that and also Lou Taylor Pucci you know is an amazing young actor and he also just was you know a blast to work with. So did it did it help the, in your opinion did it help the film like you said it's a very personal film to have so many people who you're friends with or essentially your friends and and people that you care about and decided to do this project because they care about the project. Yeah, it was amazing, you know? I mean, that's the thing, like, and, I, and another thing I've learned from other great, you know, filmmakers and artists, you know, it's when, you, when you're working on a film and it's such a collaborative group effort, when you meet people that you really like to work with who are, you know, really talented, you want to continue to work with those people. Um, so it, it was a, a really beautiful thing to be able to you know, it's great that my friends happen to be really, you know, incredibly young actors, you know, incredible young actors who um, were, you know, responded to this material because um, it, it just made it that much more fun to kind of, you know, do what I had to do, you know, and we had a lot of exploration, which is what I really feel like, you know, filmmaking is all about. And, um, and you know, it, it in, in again, in the you know kind of the producing, you know, part of putting this film together was you know I'm was really thankful that I, you know, could call these people like that because, you know, really eats up a lot of your time just trying to get your script into an actor's hands when you have to deal with their agents. <laughs> One hundred percent. The other thing I was going to ask you is that how important was it for you to shoot in Philly? I know Philly plays a big part in the story, and yeah, it's, how important was that? It's my hometown, and when I wrote the script, you know, Philadelphia was just so much, you know, as much a character in my mind as any, you know, any of the uh, the cast were. And um, Philadelphia is such a unique, amazing city that I love so much and have such a strong connection to. Um, uh, you know, aesthetically, it's like no other city, and and uh, and it has such a strong, you know, arts and culture that is really so much it's so unique it's completely different than new york or anything else that's you know close to it and uh you know it, it was very important to go back to my hometown and, and make this film and um it was great because you know the locations that we shot at i you know spend so much of my life at these various places and you know people from the community uh, came out and, and supported the film and were, you know, gladly would be, you know, background and extras and, you know, in the shots and, and really wanted to do so. And um, it just created this really wonderful kind of beautiful energy that was really required to, to get through the shoot. The film itself, it, uh, the script, 
deals with some, some pretty strong social issues. And I know one thing you and I talked about before was I was asking you if you, if you feel more optimistic with President Obama being in office now. Yeah, you know, it's, um, I think for the first time in the, you know, the, in my lifetime, it feels like people have, um, you know, elected someone in office that they actually feel is representative of uh, their beliefs. Um, so that's, that makes me incredibly happy. I also do believe it's impossible for one man in a very corrupt system to actually make any type of change, and I believe it's still up to us as the people to, to do so. Um, and I am an incredibly optimistic person um, because I'm a, you know, around really incredibly conscious, amazing people who are aware of the fact that they are going to need to be involved in order to really make an impact on this world and, and uh, to kind of stop and change where we're headed. Okay, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> sure, I think we're gonna show some clips from the movie. That's gonna make me really embarrassed. Try to book away, cause I'm one check away. <laughs> Don't need to spaz out. I mean, it was pretty sick freestyle. But... Whoa, hey, Babo, you okay? Oh my God, Babo, you having an asthma attack? Hey, somebody help! Somebody! Hey, Babo, just breathe for me, buddy. Just breathe. I'm gonna give you some help. Hey, somebody help, please! Please, somebody help me call an ambulance! Hey, hey, people, just breathe, buddy, okay? I'm gonna get us an ambulance, okay? And then I'm gonna call your mom, and we're gonna get your mom out of here, okay? And we're gonna get her over here, and we're gonna get some help, okay? I'm gonna put you down, okay? I just need you to breathe for me. Hello? Hello, can I get an ambulance, please, to 23rd and Pine Street? Yeah, I've got a seven-year-old kid here who's having an asthma attack. Hey, Babo, buddy, just breathe for me, okay? Just breathe. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Hey, just breathe, okay? We're gonna get your mom here, and she's gonna take care of everything. Yes, please hurry. So that, that was, uh, we jump right into uh, a pretty intense scene in the movie. That uh, Paul Dano and um, um, uh, Francisco Burgos, who plays Babo in the film, um, you know, strike up a really kind of beautiful friendship, and uh, it's at a point in the film where, you know, Babel obviously has an asthma attack and it's right, you know, in the, the kind of the climax of the film and um, was a, a really difficult scene to shoot. Um, you know, Francisco's, you know, seven and a half years old and uh, and it's a pretty hard thing to uh, act like you're having an asthma attack, you know. Um, so I was really proud of him that day and... Um, you know, Paul is just an incredible, you know, actor, and, uh, you know, so it was, again, it was really great to have him there um, as kind of my rock while we were really working with Francisco to kind of get to where he had to go, and um, he did an incredible job. Let me show another clip. Okay, see you in the morning. Bye. Thank you. How's your book? It's good, but kind of sad so far. Mm hmm. I really should eat something, honey. 
Sirocco says he's gonna come by tomorrow and hang out. Really? Yeah. I gotta get up really early in the morning and handle a few things. You know I'm gonna make you a million dollars by the time I'm 15, right? Yeah, I know. Eat. I'm gonna go to sleep. Okay. Good night, my angel. Good night. Love you. Love you too. So yeah, it's another, um, you know, we're, that's an intense point in the movie as well. We're kind of, without giving too much away, because I really encourage everyone here right now to go to the Angelica later on today and see the actual film. Um, but, uh, you know, Rosario Dawson um, plays a young mother who's the mother of, you know, the character Babo in the film, who are, um, you know, a young, um, struggling family who live in, in North Philadelphia. Um, and anyone who knows Philadelphia, you know, there's an area called the Badlands that's the Badlands. Um, and, uh, you know, that's at a point in the film where, um, you know, things are heading to um, kind of a really tough place. And, uh, um, you know, Rosario's an, an incredible actress and uh, she's really phenomenal in this film and was really honored to be able to get to work with her. Um, and, you know, Francisco is really amazing in this film. It's quite a stunning performance for such a young, young man. And he really wants to be an actor as well. He's not doing it just because his parents want him to. I mean, he really wants to make movies. So very proud of him. I'll show another clip. It's weird how one minute we can be here and the next second gone. It's like a dream. A bad dream. Makes me want to be more careful in life. Focus even more. Pay attention to the details. He was a good kid. So, what are you doing tomorrow? Nothing, really. I have to do laundry with my dad in the afternoon, but that's it. Well, do you still want to keep hanging out? You mean tomorrow? No, I mean, for a while. You want to be my boyfriend? Why don't you be my girlfriend? Um, thank you. Uh, that is uh, Martin Cepeda and Destiny Edwards, who play a young couple in the film and also friends of, of Bebo. And um, it's kind of obvious <laughs> maybe what happened to Bebo um, from that scene. Um, and uh, yeah, they, again, you know, I was really blessed to work with really amazing, you know, young actors in this film. And uh, they were incredible. Um, that's about it. What was the casting process like for the for the younger actors? 
we uh, we had a huge open call in Philadelphia, and so we saw over 900 kids and found them, and they none of them had acted before. Yeah, Francisco had you know done a scene in a movie before, but you know this was his first lead role. So you know, and and we saw we opened it up to pretty much all of the tri-state area, <laughs> and uh, it was really phenomenal, and it was really you know rewarding for me to. Um, be able to do that and uh, um, to be able to give back just in the audition process and really be present and there for the kids and make sure they were comfortable because you know auditioning is the worst thing in the world to do as an actor um, so it was uh, did, and, did yeah. you read with you read with the kids at the audition right yeah yeah I read with all of them and um, you know really you know just tried to you know make them feel as comfortable as possible and and was really blown away by everyone that I saw you know it takes a tremendous amount of courage to come and do that in a room with someone and um and you know Martin and uh and Destiny and Francisco walked in and just blew me away and um you know it's it's really that's who I'm most happy for you know for this whole experience is is for these you know the kids in the film Oh, it is today. What's today? This. We should go. Be good to get out of our heads for a second. Okay. What time is it again? It's four. Okay. I'm done. Can I look now? Hold on. Hold on. That's uh, that's a, uh, one of the end scenes in the film um, with uh, Lou Taylor Pucci and the incredible Frankie Shaw, um, and uh, they play a young uh, couple, a young addict couple, um, you know, in the film who uh, grapple with addiction and uh, ultimately kind of find themselves and um, and uh, kind of get a certain level of clarity and consciousness and decide to. Uh, get outside of themselves and, and do something positive for a change. Um, and, uh, you know, Frankie Shaw plays a character named Michelle who's a, an artist in the film and is responsible for this painting of a lot of the characters in the movie. Can you talk about the, the music in that scene too and some of the music that you got for the film? Yeah, the, the whole film is a, a completely original score by um, an incredible young uh, composer named Kari Mateen who... Um, 
uh, has done a lot of the music for The Roots, and, and uh, I met Kari through um, being in the studio with Tariq Trotter, who's also Black Thought of The Roots, who's in the film. Um, and uh, he's 21 years old and kind of plays every instrument and has produced, you know, for Jill Scott and The Roots and, you know, various other people. And this was his first film score and um, did an amazing job. I mean, the, the, the score in the film is something I'm very proud of. And, you know, he composed the music, you know, fresh and new for each, you know, scene that I would hand over to him. Okay, great. Um, do we have any more clips? So I guess we're going to take a few questions from the audience. There's any questions? Uh, I was wondering how your approach towards uh, Francisco Burgess, is that how to say yeah. his name, differed from your adult actors, if at all, and for and, you know, any other young actors that you had in the film. It, um, the, the, the question was is how my approach was different from some of the older actors who maybe a bit more experienced and you know how that was different with you know talking to Francisco and, and it was it was very different in the sense that um, different in the same I mean I was trying to kind of um, you know give him the same you know direction um, the same way of directing him as I would treat everyone else as you know an equal and my peer but he also, um, it was kind of like acting class every now and then, you know, which was just really reminding him to, um, to listen to the other actor and to uh, respond to um, what was, you know, to respond and react to what he was getting from the other person, which would help him be present in the scene and be in the moment as opposed to trying to just kind of say his line the way maybe he had practiced it, you know, in the way it would sound really good. Um, which is what I just try and do all the time as an actor myself, and which pretty much every actor does is, you know, to just kind of be in the moment. And um, so that was the big difference is, you know, with Francisco and Martin and Destiny and the younger kids, I would just kind of have to every now and then, you know, remind them and, you know, never really had to tell Paul or Rosario or, or Frankie or Lou that. <laughs> okay, do we have any other questions? Yeah. No, that's it's a really good point, and yeah, there was a, there was we had a good amount of time. You know, we had a, a you know a good three weeks of you know rehearsal um, where you know um, Frankie Shaw and Lou Pucci did a lot of rehearsal together. Um, you know, we all kind of had one big house that uh, we were all staying in. Me and the producers and the cinematographer and the actors would come and stay with us. So. Um, that really strengthened that bond that you were, you know, talking about. And also, like I mentioned before, you know, I was really grateful that I was friends with these people as well. So there was a history and, you know, a, a prior relationship there. Um, and, you know, with the kids, you know, the way scheduling happened was, was pretty cool and pretty solid. And um, it was really a, a really good, you know, team. Um, and everyone really wanted to be there and everyone was really committed and, um it was it was really powerful, you know, and and that and that kind of can make or break a film, you know. You see it, I've seen it very often where a star comes on set, and you know, I'm like, why are you acting like a star? Act like a person, because you're just gonna ruin the scene, you know, when you are acting that way. Um, and it kind of blows my mind that people think that they can work like that, and it's kind of mind blowing how many films are made like that. Um, and it's really quite ridiculous, in my opinion.
I, you know, I, it was pretty much by the, by the book. It was pretty much, everything was pretty well scripted. Um, and uh, just, and, and there were moments where, you know, I would kind of like, you know, let people kind of loosen up a little bit. But um, it was important to me because of how ambitious our shooting schedule was and the setups were that we kind of followed this one thing and really dissected that and, and, and stayed true to that. And occasionally, you know, we, we'd go off the path a bit. I know you were saying uh, when we were talking before that in terms of that, you took some cues from the two films you made with Ethan Hawke in terms of him being somewhat of a star and, and really not treating people that way and how he treats his actors and treats people on the set and the kind of energy that he brings. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Ethan's a big old movie star and he was, I mean, working with him as a director, it's incredible. I mean, he's, he really um, is very, you know, honors the fact that he is a working actor and director in this industry and treats everybody with respect. Um, and, you know, and, that, and, the, and he has this really infectious kind of spirit that keeps everyone's energy really high and is, um, and it's something that uh, made, you know, working with him and other people that I work with, it was a hard act to follow. And, um, you know, again, I, I just am kind of really, the, the film industry and movie making is really kind of, it, it gets a little weird when you get, you know, people's egos are just like, it's really, it blows my mind how disgusting some people's behavior is. And it's like, you're just, you're just an actor making a movie, you know? Um, and I think when you That's can kind of story, <laughs> and when you can kind of strip all that stuff away, um, is when you really, for me, is when you can really have fun as an artist. Um, you know, uh, as a producer, it's always really challenging, and I, I was incredibly thankful that I have um, Liz Destro and Sol Tryon, who were my producing team, who really did the real deal producing. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, they're, they're just amazing people who you're going to hear a lot of in the future. Um, and they made um, it at my job as a director uh, a whole lot easier um, because you had people who are doing really some of the hardest work of um, putting a film together that kind of frees me up to have time to work with the actors when you know that they're taking care of stuff that's really you know intense and, and hard to deal with um, and you know for me I, I'm you know they say you make a movie when you three different times when you write it and when you shoot it and when you edit it and that was really rain true for me and Ultimately, what I was on the page and, and what is, you know, uh, the end product is, is really, really close, you know, and, um, and my overall intention and my overall goal is definitely still there with plenty of what I like to, what I like about making film is exploration and finding my voice as a filmmaker um, and, uh, you know, you know, opening yourself up to new moments, knowing when to pick your battles of trying to get something the way you saw it in your head and also just seeing, okay, maybe this should be said this way or look this way because that's what's happening right now and, and ultimately that's what's going to impact people as an audience. You know? Right here. 
Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's a very, you know, at the core of this film is, um, you know, just a simple thing that I believe in is that is just a love for the world and humanity and people. Um, and it's, a, you know, it's also about, uh, you know, a socially conscious movement in this country um, that believes in basic human rights. You know, I'm a firm believer that no one in this country should be without health care or education or a job at a living wage. And, and um and uh, I am, you know, it, it was very important to me to, you know, make a film um, that that had that in, it, in its essence. Um, and you know, there's a there's an organization in the film that is a real organization called the the Poor People's Economic Human Rights Campaign. And um, the march that happens in the film is a real march that we had. And and uh, you know, with you know the the actors there marching with real poor women and children and men who are you know affected by you know the poverty in this country. Um, and uh, you know, I myself was you know grew up extremely poor and was homeless for a few years. And my mother is a really huge political activist, and um, so it's incredibly personal to me and really important to me as a person. Um, so there really couldn't have been anyone else to really direct it and and. Um, you know, I'm really glad that I was able to accomplish it and, and, um, and that people are able to see it because, you know, I, I think that uh, everyone, you know, ideally and essentially feels love for everyone else. And I feel like this whole world would be a whole lot better if we could just be of service to one of, uh, you know, each other a lot more than we currently are. And I know the way the world is, we're all very worried about ourselves and our families. and. Sometimes when you start thinking about other people and not just yourself, your life kind of opens up in a new way. And, and um, that's how I ultimately feel like we're going to get through all this crazy stuff we're dealing with. Okay. Yeah. I have an a, yeah, amazing editor, um, Jay Rabinowitz, who um, is a longtime collaborator with, with Jim Jarmusch, who... Um, edited a film called Requiem for a Dream that really blew me away at the time when I saw it for just being really kind of groundbreaking with the way the film was cut. Um, and it was extremely lucky to be able to work with him um, because editing is incredibly important and, you know, make or, can make or break a film. Um, we edited the film for um, a couple months. Um, here at a place called Sound Lounge in New York, a really great facility, and me and Jay working kind of day in and day out and, and, and kind of finding the film and, and getting it together and had a first pass that we you know showed to you know, people involved with the film and, and to Jim and got notes and got a lot of really great notes and went back in and, and got it all together pretty quickly um, to, you know, we were kind of racing to make a deadline for South by Southwest, and, and um, it really came together. Okay.
Yeah, I, I mean, I learned so much um, about myself, about, uh, about people, about everything, you know, and, and that's um, what I feel like the life of an artist is. I think when you get to a point where you're able to accept the fact that uh, you're never going to make that perfect thing and that the life of an artist is that you're always striving to um, get better and to be better and to, um, you know, really just explore and... And for me, you know, that was the biggest thing that it was just really confirmed kind of that uh, belief that I had had, you know, and um, there are things that I want to do differently the next time around. Um, and there are things that I want to keep the same. And it was a really incredible, you know, experience in that way. Um, so, and what was the other, the other one? Oh, what, and what I'm hoping to accomplish is just... Uh, I, I hope, you know, I, I certainly hope people have some type of emotional reaction and experience to watching the movie. I mean, um, whether you love it or you hate it, you know, I, and I'm, I just want people to see it. I made a film for people to see, and I made the, a film for people to see in the theater, too. You know, I, we shot on, on, on film, and, you know, we, we shot big and, and wide and beautiful, and, and uh, it'll, it'll look good. Uh, you know, as a DVD, but you know, it's it's really meant for the theater, and and um, and I just want people to see it, and and hopefully they'll like it, and um, kind of do a little research and check out kind of you know some some of the organizations that I'm you know affiliated with, and um, get involved, and and um, also see a really good film at the same time. Yep. It was, I mean, it was one of the hardest parts of the, you know, the shooting process was was working with the kids, but also the most re rewarding for me as well, you know. Um, you know, Francisco is a, a, a little young guy, and sometimes he... Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, you know, one of my overall intentions with the, with the making of this film as well is to to have a movie with youth in it who are um, intelligent and articulate and conscious of what is happening in their environment in the world, and and uh, you know, um, separate of their characters that they're playing, they these kids were really like that, and also we had really cool discussions about you know, um, how fortunate we all were to be making a film and how that's a really big responsibility. And that really, you know, kind of just helped them want to show up and, and, and be present and be nice to everyone. And, and, uh, and, and, and it worked, you know, and yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can you imagine that at eight, nine years old, you could be on a No, totally. It's, it's, it's really cool. And they were really, you know, really appreciative and really, you know, happy to, to be doing that. Okay, do we have any more questions? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think it definitely does. You know, and I, and I think especially being from Philadelphia, I think you'll really experience that that much more. Um, uh, most of it was on location. Um, we did we we did create a few sets for some really elaborate kind of setups, um, but that was even in the middle of North Philly and where our kind of production office was, right on Fifth Street, right off of Gerard. Um, but pretty much 90% of the film was, was shot in, you know, we covered North Philly, South Philly, and West Philly. Um, also, just with the opening of the film, we kind of shot in every single neighborhood. So I think it does. I think it really does capture the essence of Philly, for sure. Cool. Okay. Um, I, I definitely, you know, uh, Acting really made me want to direct, and directing really makes me want to act. So it's a really beautiful <laughs> cycle for me. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually leaving tomorrow to Toronto for five months to shoot a film called, uh, that I'm acting in called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's a huge uh, um, graphic novel, <laughs> it's a huge graphic novel of the same name called Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. And I'm playing a character called Stephen Stills. Um, I'm in a rock band with uh, Michael Sarah. It's, it's a really big action pop comedy directed by um, this director, Edgar Wright, who directed a film, film Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and this TV series called Spaced. And it's an incredible cast and it's a, you know, me, Mr. Indie guy, it's a real big deal for me going to shoot this huge Universal movie. And uh, it's, it's a really great script and it's kind of like uh, Kill Bill meets Say Anything. It's like, Michael Sarah's character has to uh, sees this girl in his dreams, and, and in order to be with her, he has to battle her seven deadly evil ex-boyfriends. So it's a, a lot of punk rock music and kung fu. It's great. All right. Well, um, thanks, everyone, for thanks coming so out. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you for Go coming. Go see Mark's movie. Yeah, it's at the Angelica. It'll be there for a week, but don't wait too long. Thank you, everyone. Uh, the film is, be, is showing at the Angelica right down the street as of tonight, and uh, it's going to be opening up in select theaters in a few weeks. Thank you so much for coming to the Apple Store. Have a great day.